Well, I appreciate the time tonight and uh, certainly looking forward to the uh, the Greatest Hits Volume 2, the Better Noise years. And, you know, it's funny. I've been joking around on the radio, this Greatest Hits package, obviously called the Better Noise era, but I almost think it could be called the uh, Tony Palermo era as well. I mean, I know he came in the album before in Metamorphosis, but really he's he's on every track on this album. Yeah, that's right around the time, yeah, that we got Tony Palermo to join us on the drums. And, yeah, I guess you could call it that. Kind of a cool cool way to think about it. Um, yeah, it was definitely a, a big change for us, you know, like parting ways with original drummer who was such a strong, like, creative force and, uh, um, like, in the conception of the band, you know, it was a tough time. But uh, luckily to this day, we still remain, like, really close friends and we keep in touch and everybody hangs out. Like, we did We did a couple of uh, pieces for a, a documentary and a book that we're putting together. That should come out, like, in the next year or so. And, you know, we were all hanging out and it was just a really good feeling to know that we've come this far you know and uh we still have that friendship and that bond like you know whether you know old member in the band no bad blood and it must have been a big transition for you i mean especially being the bassist and having only played with one drummer your whole life and then tony kind of being the, the second drummer in your life where did you guys you guys got him from unwritten law but did you know him before then or did he audition or no no it was basically like we had just gotten off tour together it was unwritten law papa roach and 311 the drum tech for Unwritten Law, this guy named Dave Padilla, who's a great friend of mine. We, you know, we met him on that tour, and he ended up being our drum tech on the next tour uh, when, you know, things started to kind of go a little, get a little weird, and we had to stop midway. Dave went to rehab. We had two days to kind of find a replacement, and our drum tech, Dave, goes, I can call Tony. I bet he'll come out in a heartbeat and learn all the songs and be good to go. And we're like, yeah, dude, just call him, man, whatever just whoever we can get out here to just finish the rest of this tour. And Tony came out, and he's such a fun-loving, good-time guy, you know, just, like, gets along with everyone, kills it on the drums. It was just like, oh, dude, thank you so much, Tony Palermo. And for some reason, he's just been here ever since. <laughs> it's great that it was such an easy transition, and thank God for that drum tech to save the day. And uh, speaking, know. speaking of the, uh, the Greatest Hits, Volume 2, Really cool remix of Broken As Me featuring Danny of Asking Alexandria. Was he able to come into the studio or did he have to email that in? But talk about working with Danny on that tune. We're close friends with Danny. We love Danny. You know, he's a rock star, dude. He's a good time guy. He's a crazy character, kooky man, loving guy. During COVID and the lockdown, it was just easier to just, you know, have stuff sent over to us. We've hung out many a times, but this time he just did the work on his own and then sent it to us and, you know, we put it together. It went down pretty easy, though. You know, I, I thought he nailed it. He's got such a great voice. Yeah, I mean, what a pro, and, and I'm sure you guys bonded on that tour. I saw you guys, was that the last tour you guys did with Asking Alexandria and, and Bad Wolves? Was that the the last tour before the lockdown? I saw you guys at the yes, Hollywood yes, Palladium. that was the last tour, yep. Wow, so, so that Hollywood Palladium show was one of the last shows for you then? Yeah, in California, I guess so. It was a great, it was a great way to, um, to go out, though, on, in California at least. The other uh, tune I've been playing the hell out of on the radio is uh, the ending, which really cool. I mean, obviously from Who Do You Trust, but seeing the video and the Retaliators movie and all that stuff in there, obviously Jacoby's in the movie. Did you guys get any uh, film time at all, the rest of the band? No, this was all Jacoby. And um, from what I hear, he had a great time and learned a lot and like really fell in love with getting into character, you know, and did a hell of a job doing it. And yeah, it's cool. We got to have the song on the uh, 
on the soundtrack and featured in the movie. I think it's a big part of the movie, actually. I don't want to give it away, but, you know, we got to shoot a video for it, and the song just went number one rock song, like, I don't know, almost like two years after we put that record out, so it's kind of cool. Yeah, no, no, um, no movie time for me. I did I did a movie once, like, six years ago with John Legazamo. I thought that was pretty funny. You know, I think one thing that uh, people in bands can they can relate to, you know, acting in movies because there's a lot of hurry up and wait involved in both. So as long as you're used to that, you're good to go. (laughs) Uh, Man, I'm dying to see that movie. I mean, the the couple of teasers uh, along with the the ending and all the footage in that video, it's like, I'm just dying to see this movie. Hopefully it gets out this year. Uh, I know it's getting scored right now by some some really, really cool people who've done some great, great work um, on Netflix um, right now. And also it is featuring i believe ice Night kills i think there's some other people in it. yeah it's good to, it's an action-packed movie lots of cool rockers in it yeah i'm a excited a lot of the uh, better noise bands i know uh, from ashes to new I, I talked to them and they they said they have a tiny little scene in the movie at some point so i thought that there was maybe a chance you guys would get in the movie as well but but uh it looks looks like a great soundtrack and a great even greater film and can't wait for that to come out and Certainly, as as we look back, we also want to uh, look forward as well, and and uh, new album in in the works, and and on your own record label this time. I guess the next greatest hits in the next decade will be like the Papa Roach record years, or the Last Resort record years yeah. would be a great name for it, or something. But uh, talk about the yeah. the new record company and the the new album coming. We have more than a record, pretty much pretty much done it's being mixed some final touches right now i'm not too sure when it's gonna the full album will be released maybe next year but definitely we'll be dropping some new songs this year we're very excited about it we had the most fun making this record right up there with making our first record and kind of like making crooked teeth like uh, that's how what i compare this body of work to and then even with that you know being said we're still going into the studio and writing and making more songs because we just like what else is there to do other than just stay creative you know stay sane and just keep making music um we're having a we're just having so much fun just being able to do that and i think when you have a lot of time at home which we've all had you know over the past year and a half it's like you know you just you feel rejuvenated and then you start to get antsy and then you want to be creative and instead of like coming home off of tour and having to turn around and get back in the studio and kind of dreading it it's like now we're like just trying to make the most fun out of it because it's all we got so we're having a blast it's great to hear. And with all this recording going on, are you thinking like double album? Or are you going to like split it up and do two separate albums? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we totally could do a double album. We've been having a lot of creative talks about how we want to present it, you know, as a whole when it, when it drops. Because originally, I don't think we ever even wanted to put out an album again. We just wanted to make songs and put them out whenever we felt like it but as time went on we're like okay we keep making songs and now we have like 20 of them you know we'll narrow down the best you know and consider it maybe consider an album and then we'll probably we could put out a double album yes we could we could put out i don't know man it's crazy it's like this is a good problem to have honestly like there's so much fun stuff out there i can't wait for people out here the creative flow is just it's overflowing right now it's awesome well, it's great to to see Jacoby give you the props for it. He's saying like you're you're the one producing all the music, like you're churning out a song a day. I would say that I'm a big catalyst for you know just pushing everything along, like creatively. Like I'm just I like to round everyone up and be like, okay, cool, let's write some more songs, let's do some stuff like this, do some stuff like that. Here's an idea, but we have a whole team 
friends, like close friends and collaborators that we work with. So I can't take any any credit really to Colin Britton and Nick Furlong who we on the last two records. I mean, that's pretty much what we do. Like we we just decide whenever we can all get together, we just go rent a house, we move in a bunch of studio gear, and we just write as many songs as we can in a couple weeks or so. And then we all go home and just chill out for a while. We, we've done that like three or four times in the past year, uh, you know, just respecting the lockdown and all the rules and regulations, you know, and, and all that. But still just trying to have fun and, and stay creative. And it's just been kind of a blessing, really, in disguise. It's crazy. You guys are always great at mixing up your albums and so many different uh, variety on each album. Is there any is there any form taking shape to this new one that you can tell me about? Any is it going to be a little bit leaning one way or another? Very energetic. It's very and I don't want to say heavy like it's going to be some heavy metal record, but it's it's <laughs> just like every emotion is there. There's a lot of surprises, a lot of great guests and features you know, that we have, um, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good listening experience. And I can't wait to play this music live because this, this record, this is the music that is going to go off live. We kept that in mind while we were making this. We knew we, we were missing being on the road so much. We were like, we just wanted to make music that we're like, I know that this is going to go off. This is going to be super epic when we play this live because we know that that time is around the corner. We know we're going to be coming back around. We're going to be out on the road and people are going to need that release. They're going to be jumping out of their skin. We're going to be jumping out of our skin. I can't wait. This We got the perfect record to come back on, on tour and all that. I'm telling you, it's like one of the most energetic records since like Incest. Wow. And you guys are going to have a hell of a time putting the set together <laughs> once this record comes out. Yeah, another another good problem to have. It goes deep. It's going to go real deep. And, you know, we're just all about elevating our live show and making it more dynamic and more special. And, uh, you know, every time we make new music, I think we're creating even more um, surprises and moments that, you know, we could share with people. So looking forward to it. Speaking of the uh, live show, wanted to uh, bring it uh, a little bit closer to home. Pretty sure last time you guys were in the IE in the Inland Empire was at the uh, Self Help Fest at the uh, National Orange Show back in March. God, yeah. it's been almost three years now. Yeah, just hit three years. And wanted to see if you had any uh, memories from that show other than the uh, the cold and rainy day that it was. I remember the cold and rainy day. I remember just hanging out with um, some friends that had come out in town, especially who I just spoke of, Jason Evigan. I remember he came out to, to visit and watch the show. And I remember, you know, watching um, A Day to Remember. Shout out to those guys. They just got a new record that dropped. Um, but yeah, just making friends with them on that tour was, was great. Um, a lot of people were in town because it was like the big, one of the big, um, you know, California shows, so. It was cool, man. It was I, like my mom grew up in like San Bernardino, and I just remember every time uh, I, I would go there, we would, you know, grab burritos. So I think I had a big burrito that day as well. <laughs> and speaking of some uh, hometown turf, I, I feel like I, I kind of have to when I'm talking to Papa Roach to not talk a little alien ant farm, since I always heard the story that uh, you guys had that pact back in the day before Infest, saying, you know, whichever one of us gets signed, we're going to get the other one signed. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, Blood Brothers. That's how Blood Brothers came about, the song and the idea and the pack. Yeah, everything was like, those were the homies, man. I mean, thank God we met those guys and, you know, we got to, you know, do what we said and, and, and sign them to our imprint record label, which we're actually bringing back now, the same uh, record label that um, we signed in on that farm to. We're bringing that, that record label back now and putting out our music, so... I don't know. I, I know they're celebrating um, the release of their first record, and uh, yeah, I miss those guys. Those were wild, wild times. We were always trying to one-up each other, and it got 
super weird and really fun and at times a little bit dangerous. Come on, you got to give me one old story from back in the day. One. I mean, there, there's so many. I just, you know, I just, I remember the first time we played together. I think it was in Riverside somewhere. You know, we had just got done playing and Jacoby was like going crazy because he, you know, he, he was feeding off of Dryden's energy. Dryden was crazy. So he was trying to be even crazier. And <laughs> I don't remember what Jacoby was doing extra special. That was extra crazy that night. But I know when Alien FM started the, their set right after us, Dryden came out with his t-shirt over his head, you know, like like uh, like Beavis and Butthead, pants around his ankles, completely <laughs> just flopping around, and they came out to a Sade song. They did a cover. I think it was, um, you know, I don't know, the Smooth Operator or something. They did a Sade cover, and I was like, dude, you win. There's <laughs> no way I pulled that off. You know, it was just like, they were the issue. Bringing back the old imprint and the label, are, are you going to uh, start looking to sign bands as well, or just keep it to Papa Roach? I mean, I think right now we're going to keep it to Papa Roach, but I mean, we're definitely open, you know, definitely, definitely open to, you know, discovering some new artists, helping new artists. The business is transitioning so rapidly and it's like, if we can stay up on that and we can help up and coming artists, like we would love to do that. And uh, yeah, that's definitely open. We are so busy. We have so much stuff. I mean, we're dropping lots of little nuggets, all kinds of surprises and presents coming out all this year and stacked all into next year. So we'll see what happens after that. Well, Tobin, I appreciate all the time. One last question for you, just to go a little old school. We're one of those old school radio stations. I start off my show with uh, mandatory Metallica. So I wanted to dig into your Metallica past. Do you, are you Metallica fan? Do you remember discovering them? Have you ever shared a stage with them? Talk to me about Metallica. Oh, yeah. I got tons of Metallica stories. Most of them, I, I definitely, I shouldn't tell the stories because I don't want anybody to get in trouble. But I will say this. Kill them All, the first time I picked up a guitar and I had to, like, learn a riff to impress my friends, it was uh, Seek and Destroy. Nice. Kill em All was, like, such a great record. I mean, I remember, like, just loving Cliff Burton as a bass player and being so proud that he played bass with his fingers because I've always played bass with my fingers. Yeah. Seek and so- Destroy, I mean... Just so many great songs like, uh, yeah, Whiplash, oh man, Battery. It's just like they got classics, classics. And you've shared the stage with them. Talk about that. We've shared the stage with them before. Really cool, dude. The real talkative one, of course, is Lars Ulrich. They're like legends, and it's cool because, you know, they're Bay Area, and we were, you know, we kind of consider ourselves like kind of somewhat part of the Bay Area. We're like the bastard cousins of the Bay Area scene. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, it's like we're the bastard LA. You're the, you were the bastard San Francisco area. Yeah, I think we were like the bastards of pretty much everything, you know, all, the whole <laughs> Northern California. <laughs> We didn't really belong to any of it. We just, we infiltrated it all. You infested it all. We infested it all. Yeah, even better. <laughs> Tobin, do you want to uh, pick a, a song for Mandatory Metallica? You want to, you, I know you named a bunch there, but pick one Metallica song for us to play. You can play Whiplash? Yeah, I'll play Whiplash for you. Absolutely. Oh, man. Dude, people must be starting pits out of driving. That's what I want. That's what I want. Beautiful. Tobin, thank you so much for the time. And uh, can't wait to see you out there on the road, hopefully this year, if not next year. Yeah, I'll start too, man. Looking forward to it. Take care.